0: Every once in a while, I come across a story that reminds me exactly why I love to tell stories. This is one of them. Kevin McGovern is a baseball player, a left-handed pitcher, and he's a Philly guy. Went to high school at Archbishop Ryan. Played his college ball at Thomas Jefferson University in East Falls. And for the last decade or so, he has been moving all over the country and beyond, playing baseball in independent minor leagues. That means with teams not affiliated with any Major League Baseball organization. That's a long time to be chasing a dream in independent leagues but things changed earlier this month for the 32 year old mcgovern as he was signed by the st louis cardinals organization and he has spent the last couple of weeks with their double a team in springfield missouri the springfield cardinals had the chance to talk with kevin about this remarkable journey and we've talked about what the last couple of weeks have been like this is a wonderful story give a listen Spending a few minutes now with Kevin McGovern, left-handed pitcher in the St. Louis Cardinals organization, uh, Archbishop Ryan product, a Philadelphia University slash Jefferson University product. And uh, after fighting the good fight in independent ball, now an affiliated ball. And uh, first of all, Kevin, congratulations. And you get, you get into the Cardinals organization a couple weeks ago. What have the last couple weeks been like? The last couple
1: weeks have been a crazy whirlwind. Uh, thank you. Definitely a shock when I got the news, my entire team up in Fargo, um, in the indie ball scene really supported me a lot with, uh, the entire year and trying to get me ready for, um, this opportunity. And once I got in just trying to make sure that I was, uh, setting the right standards for, for the Cardinals and, and making sure they get to know me right away. And, um, you know, it's been a great starting point for me and they've been really taking care of me, recognizing where I've been and uh, it's been pretty seamlessly uh, ever since I got in.
0: Yeah, now you're a double-A Springfield. You've made a couple of appearances as we're speaking, one out of the bullpen, one start, both very effective. The start was especially good. Does it feel a lot different from a purely baseball standpoint? Uh, Do you feel like you're facing hitters that are a little above where you were, or for the most part, does it feel like a pretty seamless transition?
1: I think talent-wise, it's very similar. I think – People don't realize how much you know the indie ball scene is is a lot about who's producing the most and um, the best product that's on the field. Where in Double A, you know, it's a lot of prospects that are trying to work things out. So there's a lot of ups and downs, and there's some guys that are in a lineup that are absolutely big league talents and are very scary, um, and then some guys that are really working through it. So I think the balance levels are a little bit different. But um, in terms of an overall start, what you were saying before, um, it's probably the exact same intensity and talent um, getting through trying to get 27 outs in a game.
0: Does it feel different from a nerve standpoint or anything like that? Or, I mean, you've been through the battle. So, I mean, this is exciting, but still baseball, like you said, 27 outs, three outs in an inning. You know, you've been able to contain the excitement and stuff like that. I have
1: been, um, and I was, uh, as as funny as this is going to sound, I was pretty lucky to get this opportunity where I'm at in my career, where maybe six, seven years ago, <laughs> sounds like a long time, um, I might have been more nervous and not sure of myself, but over the course of my career, I've really learned a lot from all of my teammates and, and past experiences in, in independent baseball that, you know, I realized the level isn't that different. So when I got out there on the mound, the only thing that's different is, you know, the strike zones are very unforgiving. And that's something that I have to overcome and kind of hold myself accountable for. And I was lucky enough to do that right away and recognize that. And hopefully I can take uh, some of my maturity into this because uh, it's helping me out so far.
0: So take me back 10 years ago or so. 2012, you start, I think you start in the Frontier League. Kind of. Coming out of Jefferson, coming out of college, where were you in goals with baseball? Was it, I'll keep playing until they take it away, or I feel like I've got a legitimate shot to to make a run at this? Kind of where were you coming out of college?
1: I had some excitement level because my last year is when I was able to reach out to um, uh, a scout and another double-A pitcher to really help me out with my mechanics and kind of get me to a a situation where I was starting to throw over 90 consistently and I never did that my entire career and being left-handed you know there are some opportunities but um, I didn't really get too many looks but I was really hopeful to the draft and then when the draft didn't happen and I kind of sat through about 50 rounds of uh, major league teams passing me up I kind of gave up on the idea of the dream I didn't really understand independent baseball too well and knew that that was a second option and I just started playing summer ball just to continue playing with my friends and all the guys that I've I've met along the way in the Philadelphia area and I threw I think four no hitters in the summer league and they're telling me you gotta just try to find another tryout somewhere maybe you just got overlooked and uh and my dad and I, I talked to my dad and said, maybe I want to give this another shot instead of, you know, just just going to get a, a desk job somewhere and, and starting a new career. And he drove me out to Detroit for a tryout, you know, out of nowhere just to see if maybe I can get an opportunity. And I ended up uh, taking that opportunity in Frontier League and uh, trying to, you know, start that career. And it was a very, very odd journey. And I was just trying to hold on for dear life. And it looked, <laughs> pretty good where i ended up
0: so those early years are you taking stock every year and you know because you really you kind of move all over the place are every year regardless of how things go are there constantly opportunities on the table or were there points where you really had if you wanted to keep playing you really had to go searching
1: uh at the very beginning it was extremely tough because i didn't Really, I had a lot of nerves. What you're saying before, I had a lot of nerves and not sure what I was going to accomplish. After the Frontier League, I didn't have a team to go to uh, because the team folded. So then I was kind of back to square one. And I went to a, a couple teams in the Can-Am League to, uh, to try out. and I didn't make the teams. And then I finally got a call in the middle of the season. And then I had a very embarrassing outing that everybody basically took note of where I gave up four home runs in one inning. And it was basically my first outing ever. And it was back in 2013. And I kind of got blackballed from baseball because of nobody wants to put a guy out there doing something like that. And I didn't have anywhere to go. And a few guys made a couple calls to the Pecos league, which is a very low rung team, a very low rung league at the time where I got paid $50 a week. We had to drive to the away games it was a very, you really had to love baseball to play out there. And I put together amazing numbers there just to give one opportunity in the American Association and, and with the Lincoln Salt Dogs. And that opportunity basically was the true start of my career um, because that week, I ended up winning Pitcher of the Week for them. And they, they kept me on that team. And then I stayed in the American Association for a really long time.
0: The Pecos League, is that Mexico.
1: Uh, no, it's right off of like New Mexico, Arizona, okay. um, Colorado. It's it's just very low rung. You know, we we're playing at uh, Division three college fields and like very small towns where there's amazing people trying to support young guys that didn't really know where to go after after college.
0: So the American Association you mentioned that's where the bulk of your time is spent and you have a lot of success. I, you know, I see 13 and 3 as I'm looking at your numbers, 12 and 7, 13 and 9, good ERA. Are you at this point, 26, 27, 28. Mm-hmm. Are you playing with the still the hopes of maybe I get affiliated ball and I'm left-handed and sometimes weird things happen with left-handers, you know, they maybe blossom a little older or is it just I like doing this? It's working for me. And it beats working, getting the ch- getting paid to play hmm. baseball.
1: Uh, I definitely still had a hope. I still had this mindset that I was still learning. And every year I felt like I was getting a little bit better. Whether the, the numbers showed it or not, I felt more mature and understanding pitching at a level because of all of these players that were funneling in and out during my career, double-A guys, ex uh, big league guys. And I got to learn from them and I got to learn from adversity and going through a lot of trials that guys in affiliated ball are probably going through from 18 to 22, 23, 24 years old. So that was my minor league experience was really trying to build this, what I want to be if I was to get to the big leagues. And, um, you know, I've always heard from a lot of affiliated teams and scouts, just keep pitching. Maybe the opportunity will show up don't give up on the dream and every year I I tried to learn something new learn a new pitch learn how to throw in specific counts not get upset at bad plays behind me not get upset at catchers or umpires and start holding myself accountable and um that made it made me look more professional made me look a little bit more appealing to somebody that might want to pick me up I'd have to go right to considering my age like right to a triple a kind of ball club And, um, so I never wanted to give up because you never know what's going to happen. So I always had that mindset that I was still playing because of there might've been a shower.
0: Are you able to just play baseball or do you have to work on the side? Are you able to financially make it work? I mean, for the most part during the last 10 years,
1: I had a really great opportunity up in Newtown, uh, the Newtown athletic center, um, Uh, I had a family member that was going there and they said, there's a baseball facility, an indoor facility during the off season. And I started doing lessons at like $25 a pop, um, just to try to help out and pay some bills back home while I was still living at home. And, um, then that started to open up my mind to all of this stuff that I was learning during my career. I started helping out coaches in the area and then I started helping out, um, with academies that were working around this, this area. And they funneled through a lot of academies during that time. And, and I got to make a name for myself. And then I got a lot of young kids to make their high school baseball team to get picked up by college teams. And I, I found this great success and, and I started making really good money there. And, and Newtown really has been supporting me through that with these job opportunities and everyone in that area. Um, so it's a great, second half to go to when I'm going away all summer for baseball and it's been a really great 10 years to just learn as much as I can and be a part of baseball in different ways
0: to that point as a coach mentor in that role but I would imagine you know as you're hitting 26 27 28 you're you're in this this spot where you still have aspirations but you're also probably you know the old man on the staff the most veteran guy on the staff, how much did you relish being able to help a, a, a guy in the bullpen or one of the young pitchers comes up to you, you know, after you're, you're done your start and says, you know, why'd you throw this in this situation? How much does that happen and how much do you relish that? Uh, that happened a whole lot in Indy ball.
1: I really tried to take to being a second pitching coach and something, you know, to, for guys to look up to because I remembered my first years in the American association. So my last three or four years, I had guys like that in my first, um, you know, two three years that I really needed to help me out and, and keep me into that mindset to not give up and, and to change my mindset into a positive thinking. And it was great. And it helped me take that back home where I was working with younger kids and give them these, these messages when, you know, coaches don't play them and maybe they don't succeed. And, you know, it, it in baseball, it's, it's all about taking the worst of a situation, trying to make the best of it because you're going to fail a lot. <laughs> and um, so once I started becoming that kind of mentor, it, it was really easy for me to go out there and try to perform because I was it's almost like I was talking to myself while I was talking to these other guys. And um, I made some great friends and teammates along the way. And the amount of support when I got picked up by the Cardinals from all of those guys, they, you know, the uh, number one thing I kept seeing is no one deserves this more than you. And uh, I got that from a lot of guys that I played with. And I meant, that meant a lot to me because of, I I saw them all as equals. So, you know, it was great when my family was able to support that, but it, it just, it gave me that mindset that I'm doing something right during this career, even though it was a long and tough one. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can make something out of this opportunity because I keep preaching that to everybody else when I've been working with them.
0: And I want to talk about the opportunity with the Cardinals in a minute, but how much does being able to share your knowledge and with young guys who want to learn, who look up to you, how much does that help you through? Because I'm sure as positive you are, there were probably moments – You know, maybe you get shelled or you just, you know, you're on a bus ride and you look in the mirror and go, what am I doing? What's the, you know, I just think that's human. That's not. So how much, but that constant and positive reinforcement help you work through those moments so that they're fleeting and it doesn't lead to a point where you're like, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks.
1: I I think it, it really did start with the support I have back home where even though I would fail, and sometimes I would fail very embarrassingly, I still had my family back home, my dad, my mom, my brother, and my sister always flood me with that positive support. And then I started to realize that maybe not a lot of guys on baseball teams have that support. So the only reason why I'm still doing this as long as I could is because I had that kind of support back home and the support you know, from my wife during this entire journey. Um, and then I just started realizing, you know, some of these guys are alone on this journey and I wanted to try to give back as much as I've been, you know, as much as I get during this career, it would have been Im- almost impossible without them. So, you know, it's, it's something that I should never take for granted. And it's, it's something that, um, you know, I take them out there on the mound every time and that gives me a lot, a lot more. Uh, hold on situations where I realize that no matter the worst situation I know I have them that they're going to call me after the game and and say everything's going to be okay and you know when the games go well they're going to call me after the game and and celebrate with me so you know it's something that is really special and and something I realize not everyone gets.
0: So the opportunity with the Cardinals is this something that had been in the works for a while, a scout reached out and said, hey, we're watching you, you keep throwing well, we might have some organizational fluidity where you get an opportunity, or was it, you come back to the hotel room, there's a message, and somebody you've never spoken to before says, we'd like to sign you. How does it come together?
1: Um, I think this this year has been a very unique opportunity for pitchers where the 2020 season, not a lot of guys played. I did get a chance to play, luckily, because the American Association played during that the crazy uh, uh, COVID season. But um, a lot of guys came back injured, not ready to play, not focused as much. I'm sure that was going over all of independent baseball and then all of you know minor league baseball. So this was probably the most important year for me to be an absolute, you know, the best I could possibly be. And one of the things that I've always remembered is every single scout has always come up to me over the course of 10 years and said, we need you to get rid of walks. You just cannot walk anyone. And so I took a lot of, a lot of stock into that this year. And I made my numbers as, as great as possible considering my age for them to not ignore me anymore. And it it came down to a few teams that I found out wanted to sign me after about my fourth start and, um, I knew it, it just, it had to do with, uh, that Fargo team. You know, I had a, I had a manager in uh, Chris coast was big Philly guy, 33 year old rookie. Who um, he was
0: very similar, very similar road.
1: He, oh, I swear. He always comes up to me and say, how are you again? Ah, you got another year. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, you know, I, he always made me feel like the young guy, which is hard to do nowadays, but, um, he was an amazing, positive, mindset for me this year and I had an amazing catcher this year um and Dylan Kelly and on the Fargo team that has really kept me focused and I really had to have the best year possible for I think everyone in affiliate baseball knows who I was and just never pulled the trigger and 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 signed me but this was this was the year and this was the moment that I felt like they couldn't ignore me anymore considering what I was trying to do out there on the mound every time and uh you know, a few teams were interested, and the Cardinals were the first to uh, to uh call, and I was going to say yes to anybody right there, and, and it's really great to have uh, the Cardinals organization because now that I'm here, they're really treating me with a lot of respect considering I am basically a rookie, but that's kind of not the case in terms of how I hold myself in the locker room.
0: Was it surreal when you sign and you're going, and like I think you referenced earlier, your phone's blowing up and, you know, you're it's a big step in a wonderful dream
1: it, it really was surreal and the the great story is i didn't know that i was gonna get signed that day um but the entire team knew uh for the for the fargo uh red hawks and my manager coast called us all into the left field line and i, I we lost about two or three games in a row so i thought it was gonna be like a little pep talk and stay focused and a good you know speech from a, a veteran manager that's been through it. And he says, I don't really get to do this too often. So that's going to be pretty special. And then he comes over and gives me a hug and everybody starts cheering. I go, what is going on? <laughs> Cause I'm like, we lost a few games. Why are we happy? <laughs> and he just, you know, after, after that embrace, he says, St. Louis Cardinals, you know, start packing your bags. And I, it's didn't really hit. I couldn't believe it. Cause I was all about trying to you know, stay locked in for the season for Fargo. And, um, you know, once that sunk in and then I got to make that call for my dad to let him know the news, it was really hard not to get choked up. And, um, you know, then I told, I told my brother and then he posts that thing all through social media and he called every single person he ever knew. And then my phone starts blowing up in waves. So that was pretty fun and an amazing experience because, you know, I, I've been through a lot and met a lot of people in the Philly area that, you know, have always followed my career and, and knew that I, you know, I, I still haven't given up on a dream. And, and then it kind of happens at this age in life. You know, it's it's really inspirational. And I'm noticing that now because of everyone that's reaching out to me, that this is affecting a lot of people. And uh, I'm just trying to take this in stride and not let it overwhelm me. Like I said, I'm lucky that I'm doing this at at a mature stage of my career, but I realize that this is, uh, this is pretty special and you know, I couldn't have done it without my family, but this is, uh, this is something that hopefully, you know, turns out to be a great ending.
0: Would you change anything about the last 10 years?
1: (laughs) I mean, would I change anything? I I think it's hard to go back and, and ever like have regrets. I I don't really have regrets into my decisions and I know that every opportunity, you know, not everyone gets opportunities early on in life and and it would be great to have them. But in terms of my mindset, I'm just glad I never gave up. So in terms of that, uh, I'm just pretty happy about, um, You know, the only, the only other things I could ever think about changing, you know, I I wish I was a little bit more vocal and reaching out to younger kids to do this as I am right now. Um, but it's hard to go back and ever want to change anything because of where I'm at right now, I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be with my wife, you know, uh, I, as as hard as the journey was, the journey is always going to be better than the destination. I'm going to still say that, even if I don't make the big leagues, or even if I do, that 10 year journey has made me who I am today. And hopefully, we'll continue keeping you know that positive mindset in the second or third parts of my life after baseball.
0: That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.